Today, as you know, the theme for this month is the courage to build staying power. All right? The courage to build staying power. Today, I want to talk about embracing the spirit of loyalty. All right? Embracing the spirit of loyalty. Let's define what the word loyal or loyalty means. Loyal or loyalty. The word loyal or loyalty means true and faithful to love, promise, duty, or other obligations. That's from the World Books Dictionary. True and faithful to love, promise, duty, or other obligations. I can't even see that. Anyhow. And then the Oxford Dictionary defines loyalty as steadfast in allegiance. Steadfast in allegiance. So when you are faithful, when you are loyal, uh, then you are true to love. In other words, when you said you love somebody, you stay true to them. Right? You become true to them. You are loyal to them. Also, when you make a promise, you keep your promise. Even if it may take you long to fulfill it, but you keep your promise and you are loyal to duty. If you've been assigned to something and something has been given to your care, you become faithful with it and loyal with it. And any obligation you have, you make sure you keep to it. And then you become steadfast in allegiance. In other words, if you pledge allegiance, if you say to somebody, I'm on your side, then you stay on their side. All right? In other words, you can be relied upon. Can I hear an amen? You can be relied upon. All right. Now, the synonyms of loyalty or loyal are allegiance. Are you writing? Are you writing? How about you writing? Allegiance, faithfulness, fidelity, obedience, fealty. Fealty is F-E-A-L-T-Y. Adherence. When you are faithful, you adhere. Homage. You know, we, we hear them talking about paying homage to somebody. Devotion. Bond. Not James Bond, but bond. <laughs> so the, 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 the synonyms are allegiance, faithfulness, fidelity, obedience. Fidelity, obedience, fealty, adherence. Homage, devotion, or bond. So, here we go. God's own character is that of faithfulness. Loyalty. Constancy. That's God's character. God is like that. And that's what God's kingdom should be about. You and I, we should be people who are loyal. Some of you, you can't even, you're not even loyal to say amen. You're, you're not even loyal... 1 John 1 9 says, God, and I'm reading the second part, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. In other words, if, if, you, if you confess your sins and you come to God, God will never say that was too big or you've done this too often. He has made you a promise. If you, if you confess your sin, I'll forgive you. And he'll keep to that. No matter how big the sin. And no matter how frequent the sin. Hebrews 10, 27 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith, 
For he is faithful that promised. Ah. God is faithful. God is faithful to his word. Faithful to his promise. Can I hear an amen? He's faithful that promised. In Matthew 28 verse 20, the second part, listen what he says. He says, Lo, I am with you always. You can count on me. Count on me. God says we can count on him. He's with us always. Psalms 27 verse 10. Second part says, When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. When my mother and my father forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Revelations 1.5. It says, and from Jesus, who is the faithful witness. See, God's kingdom is about faithfulness, loyalty, steadfastness, fidelity. In God's kingdom. And that should be who we are as God's people. We need to learn to be people who are loyal. I suggest you say amen now because as this sermon goes, you're not going to get many opportunities to say amen. So look at it and say, I suggest you say amen. Therefore, we need loyalty because it's the core quality of God's character. Really, you know, when I thought about this, I realized this is why God's kingdom will never break. Because God's kingdom is about loyalty, faithfulness, truthfulness, love, all those qualities that keep us together. Satan's kingdom is about disloyalty, strife, fighting, jealousy, zingzong. Anyone knows what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God's kingdom, and that's why if you live by God's principles, in your home, at work, in your church, then you'll enjoy the blessing of God. I'm telling you. If you are faithful well in your home, you are faithful to your wife, you are faithful to your children, you, you love them, you do, you know, you, you, you'll enjoy. You tell lies, you, you are not faithful, you are not honest, you know, it breaks trust. I tell you. So God's kingdom will always be bigger. Look at your neighbor and say, even if you're not saying anything. First John 4, 2 says, Moreover, it is required of stewards that a man be found faithful. In other words, if, you, if something has been entrusted into your care, all that's required of you is faithfulness. And you know, that's what I've discovered in ministry when it comes to God's call, that really the main thing God is looking for in us whom he has called, and in all of us, is just for us to be faithful. I'm telling you. Faithfulness is the most important thing that God is looking for. Really, ability and all of that is good. But faithfulness, what is it that God told you to do? Are you going to be faithful to it? So faithful means we are worthy of trust. We are worthy of trust. It means we are loyal. We, we are reliable. You know, some people are not reliable. next week. You know they're not going to call. How many of you are sitting next to somebody like that? How many of you can raise your hand and say, <laughs> Reliable, constant. Some people are not constant. You don't know how to have that day. 
But you like a left foot or like a right foot. You, you. Some people are like the weather. Today, is it partly cloudy? Or is it scattered thunder showers? With lightning. Oh, para marufela. But you see, God wants us to be constant. It means to be the same and not change. See, shouldn't be that when you start succeeding now over snacks. Now regular color, now solely snacks. Asar do medis. Now you you've graduated. Now you know usoro bonarasat resemo leveling yao. You know. Now you run a church. You are a pastor. Now you you can't even greet the ushers. Look at your neighbor and say forgive. Look at another one and say forgive. Masalana, whatever God does in our lives should never really change who we are. I'm talking about in the human beings that we are. We're still human. We're still here on earth. Uh, We're still here on earth. We haven't yet. So because God requires us to be loyal, therefore, it means then we need to understand without loyalty, we we can never be able to do anything. Why must we be loyal? Number one, because God requires it. That's the first thing. God requires it. 1 Corinthians 4.2, Moreover, it is required of stewards for a man to be found faithful. That's why when you read the many parables of Jesus, several of them, when he talks about the day we're going to stand before God, all of us, everyone here, everyone, everyone, the main thing God's going to ask, among many others, is were you faithful? Yeah. Were you faithful? Were you loyal with your gifts and your talents? See, when Jesus gave that parable in Matthew 25 of the talents that the Lord gave to his servants, when he came back, he said he started to require of them to find out what they had done with what he gave them. The one who was given one talent, he took it, he hid it. And his master wasn't pleased with him because you are not faithful with what I gave you. Some of you, you are not using what God's given to you. You are not faithful. Some of you, God has given you a lot of material ability and wealth. You can support the work of God more than you are doing. But you are not. Tell your neighbor, say, Amen. Amen. Yeah. Some of you, you can come to church better than you are. You can be more involved in the work of God, more than you are. Honestly. Some of you, you could help people in the community. You already have enough. Truly speaking, you could share what you have. But we are not faithful. We are not faithful. Number two, we need to be faithful because we can never build anything of substance without loyalty. Here we are, we are building churches. Here we are buying buildings. I'm sending pastors away from our church. Far. Yeah. It's the money from here. We train them here. You know, we help them here. Some of them didn't even know they can preach. We help them to preach, they learn, and everything. Imagine somebody now taking the church away from us. You see? And, and in me having related with several leaders, I'm realizing why many don't want to build churches and have branches. Because they have been... What do They've been zing-zong there. <laughs> We must put that in the Grace Bible Church Dictionary. <laughs> yeah. That's a better way to say it. They've been zing-zonged. Yeah. 
We, we have leaders, I know many leaders, our, my age group, or some may be older, but we started at the same time, who are carrying a lot of wounds. Yeah, a lot of pains. They raise people in ministry, help people, you know. Next thing, people become disloyal. Take the church away from them, turn the hearts of the people away from them, you know. It's almost like they're just saying, this guy, this old guy, when is he leaving? We've got new blood now. Shababa. We can never build ministries. We'll never plant churches without loyalty. You can't build a home without loyalty. You can't build a business without loyalty. Some of you, your businesses are not going anywhere because the minute that person you started with now breaks away to start their own thing. And you know, we live in a time when everybody wants to break away. To be my own man, my own woman, my own identity. You, what about political groups? Of course, politics is about breaking away. <laughs> it's about zing-zonging your opponent. Any small thing they do, you, you take them to court. You raise it. We can build organizations. What about friendships? Hmm. Get a friend. Next thing, you, without loyalty, you can't build anything. I'm telling you, never. And I'm going to show you in terms of the church why loyalty matters and why we require loyalty. And you've got, to, you've got to look for signs of disloyalty. It will help you. I'm going to go through this. Like I told you, better say amen now. As the sermon goes, you, you won't get many chances. I promise you. Number three, we need loyalty. Uh, number two, rather, we said because we can't build anything. Now, why must we be, why must we be loyal? Number one, because we've been warned against disloyalty. Because it's a characteristic of the evil of, the, of these days. Did you know that? I was shocked when I read 2 Timothy. Chapter 3. I was shocked when I read that. To know that one of the characteristics of the last days is the disloyalty of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Go with me to 2 Timothy 3. Verse 3 and 4, I want to read to you in the New King James Version. It says, but know this, in the last days, perilous times will come. These are bad times. It says, people will be traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure than, than lovers of God. That were traitors. In the West translation, it says betrayers. One of the qualities of the last days is that people will betray. People betray because they're not loyal. Yeah. In the Greek, that word traitors, it gives a sense of somebody who is, they forward another into the enemy's hands. They give you into the enemy's hands. undercut. Yeah. They smile here and put a dagger in your back. So they hug you in front. And, and stab you from the back. So that's, 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 the, that's the, you know, they're not loyal. You can't trust their smile. You can't trust their words. You can't trust their actions. Even if they are away from you, they're constantly planning how to do you in. Yeah, yeah. That's a quality of the last days. You know, the last days, <laughs> I see people trying to say institutions like marriage will never last. You know, they say, you know, people say today, people don't marry anymore. It's a fella tata 
Because they say, what's the use? What's the use? Because then you discover she has somebody and he has somebody. And unfortunately, the spirit of the world is like that. But we shouldn't follow the spirit of the world. The Bible says we should not be conformed to this world. But we should be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We shouldn't, we shouldn't practice what the world is practicing. Bazalan. Let the world have traitors. We shouldn't be like that. Thank you for those amens. The, the chance and the opportunity is becoming smaller and smaller. Let's give you some lessons on loyalty. Number one, loyalty does not waver. Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A real brother, a real sister, you see them in times of adversity. They don't walk when you're going through difficulty. So they don't waver. James 1, 8 says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. In other words, when somebody is loyal, they are not double-minded about you. They are single-minded. What they say to you in your presence, they will say to you in your absence. They will stick with you through thick and thin. They are not going to walk when trouble comes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are faithful. Number two, loyalty is not just what you say, but it's also what you do. In other words, loyalty must be action-backed. It doesn't only thrive on mere verbal assurances, but it's really revealed in what we do. And you know, it, it struck me the other day, when, not the other day, it's, I've thought about this for several years, and, and I realized something, that, you know, it must, be, it, must be, it must be very hard to be a very rich person. Because, because, because sometimes you don't know why people like Or you don't want to laugh. I know we haven't experienced that yet. But I, I thought about it. I thought about it. It, it. it must be difficult to have a lot of resources because you really don't know why people like you. Because if, if you really want to see if, 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 if who they are is when, when, that, when the resources dry out. Why I say that? Because I see it in the comments that people give when somebody hits a hard time. It's unbelievable how people can just change like that. There are comments, you know, when someone is going through a crisis, the comments they make. Then you think, oh, so all along they were saying, viva, viva. And that's human beings. With Jesus, they say, Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna is the one that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, they took their, they took their garments and laid it. And then a few weeks later, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Yeah, that's why the Bible says, blessed is the man or the woman who doesn't put their trust in men. Yeah. Oh, human beings. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah. So loyalty is not just what you say, but what you do. Number three. Let's read the scripture before that. Acts chapter 1 verse 1 reads, to Theophilus, the first book I wrote was about all that Jesus began to do and teach. Jesus didn't just begin by talking. Know the sequence. All that Jesus began to do and teach. To do and teach. To do and teach. Jesus didn't start by talking. 
There are many people who talk themselves up here. Oh, yeah. But when you watch what they, I told you about the amens. So, no, no, I told you. Jesus didn't begin by talking, he began by doing. Number what? Number two, number three. Three. Loyalty is a willing decision. In other words, you must make up your mind to align yourself with God's will as far as loyalty is concerned. Now, interesting, among the disciples of Jesus, there are several of them that missed it bad. But on his last day on earth, two missed it bad, Judas and Peter. But it's funny that we still find Peter there. And Judas is out of the picture. Why? When Peter missed it, he felt sorry and repented. Watch this. When Judas missed it, he felt sorry but did not repent. So loyalty, Barcelona, it's a decision. You decide to be loyal because we will all miss it at some point. Number four, loyalty demands us of us to be fully persuaded. In other words, anything you are involved in, you must be fully persuaded in it so that you can give your all to it. And this is why we want people first to be fully persuaded about our church before they join. Be sure that you know who we are. Be sure you understand even our statement of faith. Be sure you understand our mission and our vision before you sign on the dotted line. And this is the problem when people want to marry one another. They get so caught up during their courtship in talking about a lot of things and never ever really getting down to the real issues. So then they sign and get married and get shocked afterwards to discover, ah. Look at them and say, ah. Ah. See, to be fully involved in something requires full persuasion. And you need to, we hot of hearts and Yeah. So you can't be loyal if you're not fully persuaded. If you really don't believe in the vision of this church, you can't be loyal to it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If you're not fully persuaded with what, if you are still sitting there still with ifs and buts, you, you can't be loyal. See, if you say, any small thing, you say, any small thing, fella, already you disengage your ear. That's why, that's why, that's why Lebonaki ki ki tsaretsikomura. See, even following God, Barcelona, requires full persuasion. You can't be loyal to God if you're not fully persuaded to give your all to God. In 2 Timothy 1, verse 12, the second part, Paul says, I'm not ashamed, for I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded. I'm not ashamed because I'm persuaded. So I'm going to be loyal to Christ even if they, they mock me for Jesus. Even if they tell me, hurry, outdated, I am not ashamed because I'm fully persuaded. Hallelujah. If you're not fully persuaded about the church you want to belong to, instead of 
Supporting it will criticize it. And that's what I tell people. If you're not fully persuaded about something, no, 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 go high. Move on. If you're not fully persuaded about that guy, no, no, go high. Move on. Leave him. Leave her. No, no, no. I get a halinete. Halinete. Trada. I beg to withdraw, comrades. Don't misquote me. <laughs> Number five, loyalty will demand sacrifice. In other words, it will cost you relationships. See, our loyalty to Christ means we cannot maintain certain relationships. James 4, 4 says, whoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Change it and say, whoever therefore will be a friend of God is an enemy of the world. That's James 4.4. 4. Meaning, our loyalty, in other words, we all make choices. Yeah. Once you choose Christ and you choose God, you're already saying there are certain relationships you can maintain. Jesus says in Matthew 6.24, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other. Or else he will hold on to the one and despise the other. Here he says you cannot serve God and mammon. You can't, have, you can't have split loyalties. I tell you, in life we all choose Bazalon. Oh yeah. If you choose one, you are saying you are not choosing the other. <laughs> and if you are going to serve God, you've already made the choice. Yeah, you, you made the choice. You've made the choice how to order your life. You've made the choice what to spend your time in. You've made the choice what you go to, what you listen to, what you read. You've made a choice about who you relate with, what you give your money to. You've made a choice about what you give your talents to. You've made a choice about who you give your body to. You, you've made a, I tell you, you've made a choice. Oh, you've made a choice. You, you've made a choice. Yeah, no, 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 no. You've made a choice. There are things that can no longer be part of you. There are things you can't drink anymore. You've already made that. There's, there's ways in which you can't be talking anymore. There are things you can't look at anymore. Look at the neighbor who's not saying amen. He says he told you that the amens will be less. Let me show you eight signs of disloyalty. You know, disloyalty doesn't just start. There are signs. And when you see these signs, you see disloyalty. And this we see in the church many times. You can apply this in your organization. If you're running an organization... You can spot when these signs, once upon a these signs, they are on their way to disloyalty. All right? Anyway, in the political party, you'll see all that. The first sign is an independent spirit. Once people become disloyal, they start by not wanting to identify with the rest. They always want to do their own thing. They want to stand out. In 2 Samuel chapter 2, it's a very long story that I want to read. We read about a man by the name of Joab. Joab was the son of Zeruiah, who was King David's sister. So he was David's nephew in short. He had, he had two brothers by the name of Abishai and Asahel who were David's warriors. But Job was positioned as a commander of David's army because 
of his victory over the Jebusites. He had taken hold of the city of Jerusalem. And it was because of his mighty act as a warrior that the Jerusalem was taken and became the city of David, as you find it in 1 Chronicles 11. So Joab had fought and won many battles for the king, but his personal lack of self-control was problematic. And you know, Barcelona, when you become that person who is an asset in an organization, in your home, in an organization, whatever, you've got to watch out. See, I know because I served in a church for years and I happen to be one of those reliable people. That can cause a problem for you if you don't watch yourself. Okay, because very soon you can end up wanting to be the one who shines early one. Isolated from everybody. Am am I talking to people in this house? In a war against the forces of Ishbosheth, Job's brother Asahel was killed by Abner who was the commander of the armies. So Job was furious and he pursued Abner to kill him, but Abner escaped. Okay. Later, after Abner saw allegiance to David, so later on Abner saw allegiance to David to become part of David's army. Job was very angry and his desire to avenge his brother, his brother's blood, then drove him to to murder and to be deceitful. So his actions, they grieved David, but the king felt that he was unable to bring justice against this guy who now was a mighty guy, you know. So instead, David pronounces a curse over Joab and his descendants. And this is what he says. He says, may his blood fall on the head of Joab and on his family. May Joab's family never be without someone who has a running sore or leprosy or who leans on a crutch or who falls by the sword or who lacks food. So as the commander of David's armies, Job was provided many victories by God, but Job caused much grief to the king. So his anger and maybe his power or his position drove him to make all these poor decisions all the time. In addition to him murdering Abner, Job killed his own cousin Amas, and he betrayed him with a Judah-style kiss. He went to Amas and said, how are you, my brother? And then as Amas came closer, he took him by his beard with his right hand, kissed him, and then plunged a dagger into his belly. And all of Amas's intestines gushed out. And he died. That's the first thing he did. Later on, he, did, he disobeys David's command because David had a child by the name of Absalom and he didn't have a good relationship with Absalom. But in spite of that, David didn't want Absalom to be killed. But Job, when he met, met Absalom, he struck, struck Absalom with three javelins and killed him. David mourned the death of Absalom And he sternly reprimanded Joab. But then it was also Joab who, in accordance with David's command, when David had spoken about Uriah the Hittite, but it was Joab who orchestrated that Uriah should be put in the battlefront so that he can be killed as well. So when David was on his deathbed, Joab conspired 
with Adonijah to install Adonijah as the next king instead of Solomon, who was the rightful one to come. And this action, plus all his other rash decisions, his vengeful mentor, his inability to take certain important honors, finally drove David to over the edge. And David commanded Solomon to ensure that Joab gets executed. And that act was carried out. Finally, he was executed. But you see, he wanted to be independent. You see, those of you who don't know, want to take orders. You know, you're working in an organization, Mara. You want to do your own thing. Well. Okay, tell your neighbor, he told you about the amens. You remember he told you about the amens? He told you about the amens, yeah. Once people start having an independent spirit, you've got to watch out, Barcelona. They always want to do something different to everybody. They want to go their own way, make their own decisions, do whatever, and they act like they don't know. It's a problem. The second thing is, some of you, maybe this might have caught you already, is offense. The second symptom of disloyalty is offense. People become offended. You know, there's people who are always offended. Always there's something that's offending them. Look at your neighbor and say, are you offended at his sermon? You know, one of the things I learned, I think it's last year when I was studying, it struck me when I noticed how the disciples of Christ really didn't have it easy with the way Jesus used to lead them. He would challenge them and he would say things. And I realized, you know, I mean, he used to call them all kinds of things. Now, we're not in any way saying leaders must be bad or anything. I don't think Jesus was a bad leader. But he would challenge them over things he had done. And then I thought... You know, there was a time when Jesus preached such a hard sermon. Everybody left. Everybody. Oh, the, the whole crowd, people just picked up that thing. Can you imagine? <laughs> and then a few more. So Jesus looked at the disciples and said, do you also want to follow them? You know what they said? They said, who else shall we follow? In other words, Robert Lautzamaya, Mara, are no alternative. <laughs> you know, when I read how, go and read, don't read it through religious eye glasses. Just read it. I noticed that many times they had the opportunity to be offended and walk away from him. And yet, on the other side of their offense was they would be the apostles of the Lamb. The greatest thing that can ever happen to anybody to be an apostle of the Lamb. To be the people upon whom were the, the, at the beginning of the start of the church. Oh, when you read about them in heaven, they have a special place. In the book of Revelation, they have a special place. They just had to stave off offense. You know, sometimes, we are rather too sensitive. Rofendi again to and I've realized I have never ever admired any leader in my life who at some point didn't say something or do something that didn't offend me. Yeah. I'm being honest with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, everybody, anybody who I'm called, anybody I call my spiritual father, spiritual mother, leader, mentor, there's a day where something they said or did. But then, then I realized afterwards when I thought about it, it really wasn't about what they did. 
It was about God dealing with something in my life. Yeah. Sometimes our reaction is a response to the things that God's trying to root out. It's not, it's not what they did. It's, it's what's in us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They touched something that was too sacred. I didn't want anyone to touch it, so they touched it. You remember the amens? Matthew 24, verse 9 and 10. So it was, and we're going to go over time this morning. My lesson is very long. I just want to apologize in advance. I hope you're not going to get offended. Matthew 24, verse 9 and 10. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. See, once people get offended in the church, you know, and and uh, I was listening to one preacher the other day and said, you know, he said, he said I will give you the recipe of, of getting offended. Stay long enough in anything. Anything, anything, whether it's marriage, friendship, company. You see, when you first arrive, everything is nice. Everything is nice. And what you haven't realized is that the, 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 there were so many problems. When you arrived, you, you introduced another set of problems. Because we are problems. Me and you. We are, just, we are just programmed to be problems. Look at your neighbor and say, I know you look so beautiful and handsome, Mara, you are a problem. Yeah, we are problems. Stay long enough in a company, you'll have something that's going to offend you. Stay long enough in a church, you'll have, you know. And then people say, no, I start trying to appeal. No, 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 no. It's not it that changed. It's you who has changed. You've reached that stage. You see, when, when you first came, you loved everything. You loved the music. You loved the amens. You loved the anas. You loved everything. You loved the way the sound was. You loved the design, the chair you are sitting on. You were so impressed. Woo. The stage. Oh, my goodness. They, they preach the word. And they, they speak something that's applicable. Now, when we preach what's applicable, we say, you see, now, see, see the, 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 problem, the problem is that you've been there long enough. Yeah. And that's what I learned. When I learned that, when I learned that, I made up my mind, I'm not going to be offended anymore. I, I'm not going to be offended. If, if, if something said, I'll try to look inside to check, are you talking to me about something? Yeah. But people become offended. Number eight, passivity. When people become disloyal, then they become passive. Number three, kissing. Did I say number eight? At least you are listening. You are not offended. <laughs> Jeremiah 48 verse 10 says, Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. The New English translation says, A curse on everyone who is lax in doing the Lord's work. That word means you are doing it in a false way, in a slack way, in a thoughtful way. In other words, the person is half-hearted. See, you know, sometimes people come to church and they just sit there. They, they won't get involved in anything. They won't bring the Bible. They won't take notes. They won't say amen. They, 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 they're just there. No, 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 I'm telling you. I'm telling you, when people start being passive, have you seen passive people? They're there. They're, they're, their body is there. The, the Bamaka register. Physically, they are there. Look how high old Tutsi fell. Old Tutsi fell. Abu. 
How much are, is everything all right? And it's interesting, or everything all right, but yeah. Marawamona or no man? Aona mutumu. Mamuta is everything right here. And the same person goes to another group and all of a sudden they're alive. They're laughing, they're smiling, they're joking. Marabata mawa. Aumuta king arnoki al. I know why you are laughing, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Passivity is the worst thing. I see it in church. People come, they get involved, then once Baba offended, Havasa, Havasa Bina, Havasa Rapela, Havasa Tenda Kereke, Havasa Bala Bible, Havasa Bala Bible, Havasa Bala Bible, no. I don't know. Even the events are Kereke, Havasa, they are here, Mara Havasa. The prayer, Havasa, they are being passive. Some of you have to address your passivity. Yeah. 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 Even in the world, when your team, when you are favoring a team, when your team is not doing well, you try to sing. You don't just sit there. Serious. I mean, serious. I'm not a follower of rugby, but I'm glad that Maboko Boko hit beat New Zealand. Hey! You see, you passive people, you don't even know what I'm talking about. You don't even know what I'm talking about. But passivity is a problem. People are there, but they're not involved. Not only they don't get involved, they don't sing, they don't pray, they don't give, they don't raise hands, they don't take notes, they don't say amen. They're just here. As long as they're here, but and the something is those passive people, they always make comments. Ah, yeah. Number four, this is the critical stage. What happens? They start criticizing. See, it's getting worse now, you see. In Numbers 12, 1, Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman that he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Has he not only spoken by us? And the Lord heard it. You know what I realized? God doesn't take kindly to us when we start doing these type of things. I'm telling you. Now, we're not in any way promoting people doing wrong things. But I learned a hard lesson when I was an associate pastor years ago, and I got caught in this type of thing with my leader. God didn't deal with me kindly. People start criticizing. So, why, why? Always can. Always. Little now we are anointed. Yeah, little now we have the spirit. No. Why always can? People start criticizing. Then the next thing, I'm, I'm trying to rush Barcelona for the sake of time, is the political stage. At this stage, the individual gathers a following. So you see people start starting to stay in groups. And you know, this is what I always say, people, but hey, but what crazy, but what crazy, but say, but no, keep group with someone. There's many people who are pillar and here. They're the kind of people who come to you as a pastor of the service and say, a lot of people say. How about how many? 
In a church of 20,000 people, by two, a lot of people. And I want to be very careful to be found among these groups. There's always groups everywhere. God's talk or that are just going against the grain. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, number six, deception. These people start believing that they are greater than their seniors. I never will forget, I was in a church when trying to resolve some matter in another church, and, and there was this young man who got up, was on the stage with the mic. Yeah, we're here. We want to know the truth. Yeah. We want to know what happened to the of the people. And I'm in this church, and I'm looking at this young man. I said, yeah, young man, oh, oh. And all of a sudden, I, I was thinking about this yesterday, if I should tell you, to be honest with you. I, I, I was thinking deeply in my heart if I should tell you, but I just felt I should. And the reason I, I need to is that I think we need to make people aware of the danger of some of these things. Then, over a period of 20 years, 25 years plus, I've been in many, I've intervened in many church splits. I've been there to try and help. Okay. Many, 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 many. All kinds. I've been there. Some have known about them, not just here in other parts of the world. So what I'm, and I've seen the same pattern. Disloyalty, people will never get away with it. I'm telling you. You, you can recruit people. You can influence people. You can mobilize people, comrades. But I will tell you one thing, you'll never get out. And you know what is even said for me? This is the part that I was wondering if I should tell you. So far, I've seen people lose their lives one by one. by one. This young man I'm talking about, this young man I'm talking about, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead. Dead. He just got sick from nowhere. Dead. I, I've never, I've been, first time I saw this happen in another church, I was scared. In fact, I remember personally, personally I remember one day, there's a situation I was in where somebody got in a very, very funny condition that was so bad that they didn't know what was going on. And, and, and I was made aware of it, and as I took time to pray, and God said, leave me alone. I thought, leave you alone. Because, see, there was someone I knew I could cover in prayer. See? And God said, no. I said, but God, I... Through, through relational authority, I know I can intervene. I know I can be an intercessor. God said, just stay out of it. So, he said, because they did this, and I didn't know they'd done that. And God said, this is what they've done. So, unless they repent, it's going to cost them their lives. You know, no, I'm not saying it to scare you, Barcelona. Whether I say it or, or what, it that won't change anything. But I, want, I was thinking when I was at home if I should tell people, and I realized I haven't told people the truth. I know in the one church, four people, one after the other. One after the other. And all four, it's, it's difficult to know what killed them. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't know. You can't know. It's hard. All the forensic investigations can't tell what happened. They don't know from nowhere. And when I read the Bible, I realized, you want to be careful. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, you want to be careful. I, one decision I've made is that I am not going to be part of disloyalty. Yeah. I'm not. Say whatever. Criticize me. Say anything you want. I'm not. I'm not. So people get into deception. So this group, that's saying a lot of people, whatever, they think they know more than their leaders. Listen to what Jesus says in John 13, 16. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. Amen. You can never be greater than your leader. You may know more than them. You may be more eloquent than them. But you don't ever carry their mantle. See, one of the things I've been studying a lot recently is about mantles. I was preaching that at Rema. In fact, okay, Mlungis. Is it? Mlu? Oda? Okay, when are we playing that sermon, Yakorema? Is it next week, Sunday? This Sunday? Okay, I know some of you never watched it, Lord, right? But today, they watch. Is it this Sunday? Today? Go and watch it, Lord, and I used a very powerful illustration when I was preaching at Rema. Tonight, it, Okay, on TBN. Go and watch it. Seven o'clock, we are on. Okay? Go and watch it. I used an illustration, and I was telling them, and explaining to them, Rema, it was a holy moment. I won't spoil it for you. I won't tell you what it is. I won't tell you what it is. But, but often we, don't, we fail to see what people carry because of their frailty or, or because of their age or because maybe they are not so eloquent. We fail to see. And because we're an upcoming bull, an upcoming lion, we, we, we think we can... Uh, uh, Pastor Adbosov, uh, in, his, in his offices in... Uh, in Bloemfontein, I, I, I went to see him once and we were visiting with each other. And as I came up to his office, he says, he has this uh, libitang, this, uh, the, you know, when you've killed an animal and then libitang, this trophy of a, of, a, of a full lion, full male lion, but it's a young, young male lion. This thing is big. I mean, she a lion standing there. Mm, huge. Hey, I came up and I, no, it wasn't alive. I'm a rapper. It really looks alive. So I, I said to Pastor Art, what's that? He said, Musa, my friend, this is a sermon to all the young lions that God is raising. I said, what are you talking about? He said, he said this, this young lion was trying to upset its father from the pride. Trying to kick the old man out of the pride so that he must take over the pride. And the old man kept telling him, don't do that. But he persisted. And the old man, Amamur fella, ha, ha, ha. now, he, he's a trophy. <laughs> he says, I'm putting all this here for all my young leaders who are coming after me. I want them to know, even if they may be young lions, you never want to play with the old lion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It might not be in physical strength. But often it's in anointing. It's in, in God listening to them when they speak faster than you. It's in God protecting them. <laughs> Jesus. Number seven. Then after the deception, then it's open rebellion. This is where splits are born. Insurrections start. People take people away. And I saw it in one church. When they broke up a church in... Huh, 
so many pieces. And as I've looked on, I have never seen any of those groupings survive properly. Akisoka. No, Akisoka. Akisoka. And then the last thing, unfortunately, is execution. It costs people their lives. First Samuel 15.23 says, For rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Rebellion. That's, that, that's what disloyalty is. It's just rebellion. It says, Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. And when you read in the Bible, I'm just reading a few people. All these people who were disloyal paid with their lives. Absalom paid with his life. Ahithophel paid with their lives. Shemei. Let me give you the scriptures. Second Samuel 18, 15 is Absalom. Ahithophel, 2 Samuel 17, 23. Go and read it at home. Shemei, 1 Kings 2, 46. Adonijah, 1 Kings 2, 26. We know, we'll know about this one. Judas, Matthew 27, 5. Let me read this last scripture, Bazalana. This one, if I can have it on the screen. You know, this scripture about Judas. I, I've never felt so... My heart was so painful. Can we have the Amplified Bible, please? Acts chapter 4. I mean, chapter 1, verse 15. Just keep rolling until verse 26. Now, this is the disciples in the upper room, all right? Before the day of Pentecost came. They've gathered there, right? Judas is not there. All of that. But I wanted to see what this loyalty can do. Are you ready to read it with me? Okay. Now, on one of those days, Peter arose among the brethren, the whole number of whom gathered together was about 120. Maybe let me read this one here. I can see this one. Brethren, he said, it was necessary that the scripture be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit foretold by the lips of David about Judas. Who acted as guide to those who arrested Jesus? For he was counted among us and received by divine allotment his portion of this ministry. Keep it there. Keep it there. Verse 17. So Judas, by God's predestination, okay, was, it was designed by God him to be allotted and have a portion of the ministry. This is his calling. To be one of the twelve. It was something that God had predestined. It was something that heaven had ordered long before. That's what God had done. Let's continue. Now this man obtained a piece of land with the money paid to him as a reward for his treasury. That's disloyalty. And wickedness. And falling headlong, he burst open in the middle of his body and all his intestines poured forth. And all the residents of Jerusalem became acquainted with the facts, so that they called the piece of land in their own dialect, Akeldama, which means field of blood. For in the book of Psalms it's written, let his place of residence become deserted and gloomy, and let there be no one to live in it. And again, let another take his position of overseership. So, so someone else took his position. In other words, it was ordained of him to have that ministry. But disloyalty costs him his position. Keep going. 
So one of the other men who have accompanied us, Apostle, during all that time of the, that Jesus went in and am, among us, from the baptism of John at the onset until the day when he was taken up from among us, one of these men must join with us and become a witness to testify to his resurrection. And they accordingly proposed, nominated two men, Joseph called Basabas, who was surnamed Justus and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, Lord, you know all hearts, their thoughts, passions, desires, appetites, purposes, and endeavors. Indicate to us which one of those two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry. To take the place in this ministry and receive the position of an apostle from which Judas fell away and went astray to go where he belonged to his own proper place. Verse 26, watch. And they drew lots between the two. The Lord fell on Matthias. He was added to and counted with the 11 apostles. Can you imagine, Judas, something that was determined for you before you were born? Hmm? To have a ministry, to be an apostle, to be among the witnesses of Christ. To me, I'm the first. Just disloyalty. You know, when I read this, I realized something. Of the one person that disloyalty hurts the most, it's you, the disloyal person. It's not the other person that you walked from and said all the, it's you. That there are people who are not able to have the fullness of what God has in store for them. This is what I want to ask you today. I want to ask you, I want to ask me to check our hearts out today. And if there's any area, God, where we have been disloyal, help us to make things right today in the name of Jesus. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? Bow your heads, please, and close your eyes, please. Hallelujah.